No one is going to come help you. No one is coming to save you. David Goggins. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast. We want to wish you all a happy new year uh, from us here. And this episode, we're going to talk about uh, first, we're going to recap December. Then we're going to introduce Jacked January, uh, which should be fun. And then we're going to go over adaptability, resiliency, anti-fragility, how to become more resilient, and how to intentionally build up uh, anti-fragility. So... To recap, Dark December. I think, I think we both didn't do like as good as uh, as we hoped. I I uh, had my um, sleep all written down, and I at the end of the the month I did an average, and it was exactly seven hours. So my average nightly sleep was seven hours. What about that's, you? That's that's pretty good, man. Uh, mine, okay, so mine, I did get a lot of hours. I will say I did get a lot of hours, but the problem was when those hours happened <laughs> because I had a, I had a, I was in the early December, I was putting my phone outside my room. Okay, I was getting regular hours of sleep. Now I kind of allowed myself during the break to be like, oh, it's a break. You know, you can relax. You can have your phone in your room just to chill at night. Now mm. that's a big problem. Because I've been watching like TikToks and YouTube to like 6 a.m. And that's unacceptable. And I've been waking up like 2 p.m. Yeah. And that's just like totally unacceptable. Eight hours, solid eight hours, feel good when I wake up. But it's like, like dog, I got to go to bed way <laughs> earlier. I, I get like tonight I'm going to try to go to bed at like 2 a.m. or like 3 a.m. Just to like cut it back a little bit because like that's just crazy, man. Yeah, like I cannot definitely. be, I cannot be up that like that's just that's just silly. That's actually just silly. <laughs> so I'm trying to fix mm. that. I don't want to be waking up at two p.m. and feel like a freaking jobless loser. Um, <laughs> which I am trying to find it, trying to search for a job right now. It is tough on the Canadian job market for sure. Yeah, I imagine. So, I'm glad I have one. I'm glad yeah, I have one, good. even though I got to wake up at almost five a.m. You so, wake up before I go to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now, you're waking up before I go to sleep. Like that's silly. It's silly. So I got to start a little bit silly earlier, way earlier. Yeah. yeah, it's hard in winter too because it's it's less sunlight and it's not as much uh, sunlight helps with those endorphins in your brain that just like makes you okay. This is the time I'm supposed to be awake. Yeah, it makes you like want to wake as, up, but like in the winter, yeah. you're like. Mm. Do I need to wake up? Yeah, hibernation mode. Yeah, nothing going on, really. Yeah, nice. January is a sucky, sucky month for all yeah. Canadians, I think. Really, it's like nothing to celebrate. Once the New Year's done, it's like, okay, let's get let's mm. get these uh, goals set. Let's get these uh, resolutions going. Mm-hmm. And uh, now resolutions, what's the most common resolution? What do people tend to always want to do every single year? What do they like to Go do? Go to the gym. Ah, get in shape. And there's something happening right now in Canada in a specific province where they cannot. Well, so now what the hell do we do? What the mm-hmm. hell does every single Canadian who is already exercising at a gym or not, or, or sorry, we're already exercising at a gym, right? Or we're just starting. They just wanted to get started. And now they can't. What do we do? And this is all what today's episode is going to be about. I know this is a very specific scenario, but adaptability does not discriminate to any situation. It is uh, all-encompassing, your ability to adapt based on circumstance. And true, we're going to get into that. And with this example, we'll start with practical solutions to this example. Because we wanted to introduce the challenge in January of jacked January. 
And this challenge, no, you're not going to get jacked in a month, okay? So just relax. Relax. Just, it's just a title. It's a working title. <laughs> Jack January. Just settle You're down. not going to get jacked in a month. However, you can build the habits that would get you jacked in the month of January. This podcast is going to be uploaded tomorrow on January 7th. That gives you about 20, 23-ish days to build up a habit. And we know it takes about 21 days to build a, a solid habit. So the goal of Jack January is to work out every single day. Doesn't matter how long you work out for. Doesn't matter the intensity of the workout. It's to simply work out every single day. If you want to be working out for an hour, yeah, do an hour. If you can only muster 10 minutes of a workout a day and not even intense, just do that 10 minutes. Because chances yeah. are... Imagine, I would say imagine you're, gonna, you're like you're super tired, you get home. But you you do five push-ups before you like collapse under your bed. That's still in your mind. It'll set the habit that you don't miss workouts, and that'll be your workout for the day. As long as you can do that, it'll help reinforce that that habit. Yeah, exactly. And this is going to help with general adaptability because what the whole point of this, the whole point of Jack January, is you're building a base for the rest of the year. That's it. It's not a very complicated maneuver. You don't have to learn anything. You can use whatever knowledge you already have about exercising. Just do that for 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 month for a month, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, what what, we, what happens when you build a habit is you get curious about certain things. Well, what happens if I go till failure instead of doing sets and reps? What happens if I do sets and reps instead of going to failure? What happens if I do every other day this body workout and every other day this workout? Can I do full body every day? Uh, or sorry, can I do full body every other day and then just walk or run on the off days? Get crazy with it because your chances are you do not have a home gym. So you got to get creative with calisthenics. You got to creative of what the heck am I going to do bicep curls with? Mm-hmm. What the heck am I going to do um, lunges with, right? If you have logs in your backyard, you can start curling logs. Like there's a lot of yeah, things you idea. can do. You just have to get very creative. Like I have, uh, if you have a couch, couch deadlifts, mm. you grab the side of the couch, you do your deadlifts. That's it. You build your grip strength. If you have a tree outside and you don't have a pull-up bar, there's your pull-up bar. Grab that tree branch and see what you can do, right? Like get, you have to get creative, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and I think there is some resources we can show people to, you know, for, for at-home workouts, like what the heck you could be doing, what types of things. Yeah, you definitely. Definitely. There's so much on that. And also like nature workouts and stuff, stuff you can do with logs and yeah, and and um, rocks. You know, not being afraid to go to like nearby parks that have uh, equipment that may or may not have equipment, and just messing around there with gloves on, right? Like I know it's yeah, cold, but true. like you got to get your gains in, man. You got to do something, and that walk to Absolutely. the park could be part of the exercise. That's your warm up and your cool down now. Yeah, and you might get noticed by like a cute girl while you're doing pull ups. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it might maybe. might happen. So if, if so if it might happen, you should just go out and do it, bro. Yeah, just on that bro. off chance. There's this uh, this yard uh, near where I live. I think it's like a it's used owned by a construction company or something. It's just kind of like an old parking lot in the forest, and they've got all these boulders. And I'll go there, and I'll just start like picking up the boulders as like a deadlift workout. Yeah, that's it. And I'll just see like how many. I can, I want to get like a, a paint marker and just like mark out. Okay. I lifted that one and just try to lift all of them. Some, Some of them are pretty big, but yeah, I want to lift. So that's a great way to get creative. Just go pick up, literally go pick up big rocks. If you can, if you yeah. can find them nearby. If you live and near like, like a beach, they usually have like rocky areas of the beach where they'll have like larger stones. Go, go pick one mm-hmm. of those up, put some gloves on. If it's sharp or a te- uh, long sleeve shirt or a jacket or something, go pick one of those up. Go see what you can do, man. Like test out uh, what you've been working on if you have been. And if you haven't worked on anything, then just see see what your body's capable of, right? Go for a run outside. If you haven't ran in a while, go for a walk outside. Go walk up a hill rather than run, right? There's so mm-hmm. like you really do this is this will be part of adaptation, but get creative with solutions. That's like a big rule, I would say, for adaptation. Get creative 
with solutions. Actually think about what you can be doing, right? And maybe you're not the creative type. Okay, that's fine. How, do you, how did you exercise before? Right? That's good. That's a good way to ask questions. Oh, I used a treadmill. Yeah. Oh, I used a Stairmaster. Oh, I used a, a curling, a bicep curl machine. I used a bench press. Okay. So you had all these things. How can you recreate them potentially? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's resources out there and videos that I'm sure going to link some that you can do at home workouts with like a broom handle and some water jugs. Yeah. And do idea. and do a bench press on the floor or just on a ran, random bench at a park, right? And there's your mm-hmm. there's your workout. If you farmer carry two water bottles to a park, man, that's gonna you're gonna trust me, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel yeah, two definitely. gallons of water, like some gallon for maybe a few gallons of water in your hands for an hour. Or like and then you can drink the water minutes. and, and it'll, it'll be hydrating you, which is very yeah, important. Yeah, you drink as well. the water on your way home uh, on, during the workout so it gets lighter. So you, when you walk home, it's slightly lighter. And someone might see you and be like, where's that dude going? That jack dude walking around with two chunks of water. What the <laughs> hell is he doing? Water. <laughs> what the hell, boy? Boy, what the hell, boy? So, yeah, uh, get creative, right? That's the number one thing. How are we going to adapt, right? Like like David yeah. Goggins said, no one's coming to save you. Get hard, yeah, man. Better. No one's coming to save you. How does David Goggins sound? you got to get hard, man. No one's coming to save you. <laughs> I wake up and I, I fight my inner bitch. I fight <laughs> my inner demons. I, I'm, I'm running a 50-mile run in the middle of a forest. No one's around me. No one's going to stop me. I can just quit. But I don't. But I don't. Uh, Stay hard. I love when that guy says, um, <laughs> when he said, I recorded. He's like, I recorded my... Uh, the voice that says, um, or I wrote it down and whatever, whatever it was the voice that says, I'm too tired. I want to stay in bed. And he's like, and then I read it over later and that guy sounded like a total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, it's so true. So every true. Time, uh, every time you hear that voice, you also think, shut up, bitch. Yeah. It's like the toxic, the toxic masculinity. It's good. It's a good thing when you mm-hmm. need it, when it needs to put you into gear, trust me, it's a good thing, man. It's going to wake you up. It's going to get your butt out of bed in the morning to be like, yo, yeah, I'm not the, a bitch. The real definition stop, stop of toxic like is that mindset that never wants to improve and never wants to do anything good, just wants to indulge in all of the pleasure and the, the flesh and the sin and everything. They never want to get better for any reason. That's that's a, that's a what a toxic person is. I would agree. I would have to agree. People are, who are willing to stagnate. They're willing to die, mm-hmm. man. No one's going to come save you, bro. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. And we're going to and we're going to talk and I wanted to talk about that how it really is up to you. Right? At the end of the day, and with Jack January, you are consciously making the decision to work out every day. It mm-hmm. is no one else but you. Maybe we have influenced you to try it. Maybe someone else has influenced you to try it. Maybe your resolutions have influenced you to try it. Maybe you need to get healthier because you're a bit overweight. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Those are external factors. What causes you to choose to wake up in the morning and work out? That's all you. That is all you. One way you can think about it too, and a lot of people don't think about this, but maybe they might get the idea when gyms close down is because it's not really natural for us to have all this equipment and all these ready-made calibrated weights ready to go in this nice clean facility where we can go lift it. Like our ancestors had uh, literally nothing. Like they would have to be working in a coal mine for 12 hours a day. So you're actually lucky to get to do this for your physical activity. And we have more knowledge about essentially exercise than we ever have before in like the history of the world. Mm-hmm. As well, like you could talk about how the how the heck did the ancient Greeks work out and make the Olympics? They literally lifted rocks, yeah, and threw rocks. So they did the same thing in Scotland with the Scotland mm-hmm. Games, right? The Highland Games. Sorry, they just lifted rocks. They lifted logs. They threw. They see how how far they could throw things. They wrestled, yeah. right? They did things that were functional. You want to talk about functional fitness? They did things that were functionally strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are things that are all possible 
in in nature and potentially even in your house. So you can go to a forest and pick up a dead a dead log and see if you yeah. can deadlift it. Right? They they're there. Fallen trees are in forest. You can go try to pick one up. Just pick up an end. I guarantee you, you probably won't be able to pick up half of them that are falling down. The small ones, yeah, maybe, yeah. and then make work with those. But like, some of these logs are big, man. Try to bicep curl a couple of these dead twigs. Like, put a pile of freaking logs together and bicep curl some twigs. Like, good luck, dude. It's gonna be heavier yeah. than you think. And it's gonna uh, they're sitting and, on the ground. They absorb water and stuff. They get and, pretty. And heavy. don't forget the grip. Think about all these workout equipments. Since when were grips that nice in nature mm-hmm. to grab onto things? Yeah, it's optimal, but you know, you're working muscles with when you're when you have a bad grip on something, you're working different muscles than you would be. You're working different stabilizers than you would be if you had like nice, uh, fitted, uh, even grip. Right? Mm-hmm. And one way to one way to work out this way is I've actually started doing this to to make my torso stronger on both sides, is uneven farmer carry. Where there's more weight on one side than the other, yeah. and, and that's you try to stay upright. You're, you're you're strengthening your torso, but at the same mm-hmm. time you're getting torsion between both sides. You're getting um, I forget what it's called, but essentially you're 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 both sides are tight, but one side's had to re- maintain a more of a balance in order than the other in order to maintain a balance. Essentially, it has to be mm-hmm. tighter. It has to be stronger than the other. So like, get creative with these workouts, man. Like, no one is stopping you from doing a lot of this stuff it's all in your head and like like nordic was saying if you get in your head like i'm gonna go out maybe i'll meet someone who's like oh i want to work out too can i work in with you yeah go freaking do a forest workout together with someone that's Mm. awesome i encourage your friends to get outside and do workouts with you right like you got to be getting creative and getting motivated yeah especially if you don't have money to buy your own equipment like that's it's key to be able to just make stuff up but a lot of stuff you can do is totally free. Like any calisthenics, shadow boxing is completely free. And there's tons of resources that tells you exactly how to do it. So at this point, you're you're just stupid for not for not uh, <laughs> taking advantage of all that. I'm just saying, like, because we've never had this much luxury in history. Like you might say, Oh, it sucks I can't go to the gym, but really you still have more available to you than anyone's had for a long time so yeah i'm just trying to like make the point and be thankful for that we even can work out that we even have free time available to work out right that's that's also a thing that's never really throughout history nobody did exercises because they they were just working all day they were doing something all day and yeah you don't need to exercise if you're right yeah you don't need to exercise if you're like plowing a field all day you're you're mining coal or you're anything that humans have done it's enough work that it's totally occupying you so you have the the free time you have the luxury to be able to exercise make your body healthy in any way you want that's a a huge thing you should take advantage of yeah exactly and just be and that's why so so let's talk about now, you know, one of these solutions is, okay, you have to get creative with your solutions in order to adapt. Okay. What else do you have to do to adapt? A lot of people talk about their mentality of not being able to work out from home. Mm. And that is a mentality because we've talked about this multiple times now, and, and I've never underestimated the importance of setting. What happens when you cannot work out at home? You have to create a setting in which you can. You have to, one, reassess your motivations for working out because they don't go away. When you you worked out at the gym, so you should be able to work at home, right? There's just something preventing you. So create that environment, create that space where you can work out at home. And it may even be as simple as, oh, there's this room in my house we don't really use. Um, mm. So I'm going to go in that room and work out. Or, oh, I don't like working out without uh, music or, or a TV. Okay, so go work out in front of your TV. Like there's no... No one's stopping you from putting on Netflix and just doing push-ups, sit-ups, uh, squats, uh, lunges, hip thrusts with a body weight, like planks, trying to do handstands. No one's stopping you from doing that stuff in front of a TV, in front of your favorite Netflix show, right? Like you can utilize these resources that make you lazy 
but just don't sit on your couch doing it, right? Mm. Try not to work out lying down in your bed. Getting outside might be one of the best things you can do, right? Or going to a forest or going to a park. It could change your whole um, mindset of where working out can be done. And, and think of it like this, like people who are on the road, they got to work out just essentially wherever they can. Mm-hmm. So you have a whole house or a whole condo or wherever you live to work out. You can work out calisthenics. You can go till failure, right? That might be like, I want to see how many pushups I can do every other day. And then every other day you say, I want to see how many squats I can do every other day. Right. Or just picking up stuff off the floor, like deadlifting. But again, these are all just solutions, but how do we solve the mindset of, I can't work out at home. So start with creating a space in which you attempt to work out in might be on the floor somewhere in your room. It might be somewhere you can put headphones on and just kind of chill out and do your thing. It might be your playroom. It might be like right beside your bed in the morning, right? You have a little area where you put a yoga mat down or some type of mat down and you just do your pushups there. You do your sit-ups there. You do your squats. You do whatever. You do your stretching. And maybe you start doing yoga. Maybe you try new things, right? Like yoga does not kill gains. Yoga, especially certain positions, might make you more jacked. If you've seen some of these calisthenic guys do people, doing do people like think holds, that? I think people think yoga is like this girly thing that like you can't get jacked with, but like you can definitely get jacked with yoga. I can guarantee yeah, you can get jacked stretching, with yoga. Stretching is all, do, always important. But you have to do difficult poses, right? Like, And you kind of got, got to get creative. Like, You have to look at what, what do calisthenic guys do to like get jacked. Like, I guarantee you if you're doing a one-legged squat and holding it, for like a minute, your legs are going to be on fire by the end of it. You probably won't even be able to do it. So mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to not do things so like horse stance. Have you ever heard of the horse stance? It's like a, a Taekwondo thing, a martial arts thing where you essentially are squatting uh, in a stance the whole time. Imagine you do that for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like there's your leg workout for the day. You're done. 20 minutes. That's all. Or you did like intervals, right? You do one minute in your horse stance and one minute off. But like there's ways to get jacked from home. So get that setting, right? That's the, mo- that's the that's what I want to emphasize here. Get that setting. Create the environment for you to get jacked. What's at the gym that's not at home that's preventing you from working out? Is it the other people? If it's the other people, that's very hard to recreate. However, you can you can call friends. You can say, yo, let's do this workout together on FaceTime or something. Right. Yeah. Cause you probably, you might've gone to the gym with friends. So try it out. Like, Oh, let's do this. Let's meet up at this park and work out today. Let's, let's do hill runs today in the cold. Uh, and that's going to get your legs going. Like, and that keeps you accountable. Environment like you're meeting a, somebody yeah. somewhere, then you're, you're definitely going to show up. You know, you're not going to leave them. Well, we'd hope you would. Yes. Well, yeah. Unless you're, we'd hope you're... you'd have the integrity to not bail on your friends, not skip leg day. Like, hey, meet me, meet me at this hill at six in the morning. And then they get there. Sorry, I I wanted to stay in bed because I was comfortable. <laughs> you don't have to go at six a.m., but like, it's just an example. Well, yeah, go at example. some point. That's what all we're saying. Go at some point in time. Get out of that mindset that you need to be at a gym. Uh, create the setting for yourself. Create the environment for yourself. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to mention, like, the way setting impacts you. If there's it has such a profound effect on habits. So imagine like you come in, you come home and there's your couch is right there. There's a comfortable chair and the, the bad habit you always get in, you always sit down and go on your phone for like half an hour and you want to stop that. What if you just got rid of the chair? So there's nowhere to sit when you get home and then it forces you, it'll, it'll change your whole routine to be different and you can actually start doing the things you want to get done instead of getting stuck in that loop just because, Oh, I sat down and I pulled out my phone and now I'm in this trance on my phone. And then all of a sudden half an hour is gone. If if it's a loop you can't get out of, don't be afraid to just completely change your environment to make it easy for your habits to get done. Like throw out all the junk food in your house. Then you have no choice, but to, um, Go for the healthy options or maybe delete Uber Eats from your, your phone so you're not tempted to order Uber Eats, McDonald's or something like that. <laughs> There's so many people that like that's all they eat and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't I know can't how fathom. people don't like do any, any 
yeah, they do no cooking at all. And it's just, not only is it so unhealthy financially, it's just a terrible decision. You're literally yeah. paying five times, five to 10 times the amount with delivery for food than you would be for groceries. And Also, yeah. in regards to setting, don't forget time. So maybe set a time that you work out every day. And you yeah, probably did true. have a time you would work out every day after work or before work or whatever, depending on your schedule, I'm sure. You had a time. You had a set time where you would go to the gym, right? You had a set time where this was the thing you would do at that time. And nothing would change yeah. that, right? So get that back, right? Get that timing back. Maybe change it up if you need to. Maybe right, you might want to do two small, two small workouts throughout the day. Mm. Yeah, that could work. You could have a a specific song you play, and this is like your or a playlist. That's the the music you work out to. So then, when you play it, that association will make you motivated to work out. Or perhaps, if every time you work out you drink a protein shake, then every time you have that, it's will put you in that mindset that you're working out, and your brain will yeah, say, "Okay, now it's time to work out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, just anything to get you back into that mindset of like, I can work out at home, right? Yeah, the key is to make it easy for yourself. Oh, yeah, everybody can. Yeah, literally make it as easy as possible, right? And, 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 you know, if it's only for a month, like, get, like, maybe do something you haven't done in a while. Like, um, I don't know, maybe you like, maybe you like, um, cutting wood. Maybe you just cut wood for a a lot of the day. Shape, it's probably right? the most based workout. <laughs> it's a good workout, right? Or, or instead of cutting wood, you have a tire. You have a freaking spare tire. And you put it in your backyard. Mm-hmm. You grab a sledgehammer and you smack the tire. All right? It's like, why not? What's preventing you from doing that? Yeah, nothing. Except not having a tire and a sledge. <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, like definitely you can get creative with anything. Absolutely. So, uh, what's next? We get into this. We are our own worst enemies, and how to be your own best ally. Well, I don't even think we haven't even covered the idea of like setting a. Well, how does how does one become adaptable? Where does that begin? Um, Mm. And I was going to say that starts with a base, the base knowledge of yourself and who you are. It may seem like a lot. But all you have to do is essentially write down memorable things that you've done that you enjoy. That's all. That's how you create yeah. a base. That's how you create a simple base of this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I haven't done. All right. Because you can know mm. what you haven't done through what you have done. So build a base. This is going to be a huge thing. That's going to be a big deal in everything you do is building a base on which you can build on top of a foundation of yourself and it may be hard because you're young and you haven't done anything but no one's done nothing no. so if you're like 16 and you're like oh i only really play team sports and i'm kind of decent at school well that's all something that's all something right and you have strengths that you can talk about and you have weaknesses that you might be able to build on and help uh yourself to change for right? sure you, you have, have to start somewhere at that age yeah. And you may be unaware of your weaknesses at that age, and that's fine, right? You never know when these things will pop up or you can kind of realize them and write them down. But number one thing is having a base, like knowing what you've done. So me, I know I have the ability, especially when I get into like a rut, I know I have the ability to lose weight and to get strong because I've done it before, multiple times. I've done it and I've gained weight and I've lost weight and I've gained weight. So I know I can do it. So mm. that's good. That's a good part of my base. I have the ability to do it. I know what it takes. I've done it before. I have experience. Experience is a big part of this base, right? And this com- this goes for all adaptation. Like, um, let's say your girlfriend just broke up with you. Okay, well, one, you've had a girlfriend, so you know what it takes. You know what it means. You may see, oh, why did this relationship fail, right? These are all things you can build up on your base with part of your base. I've done this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. Okay, those things are unchanging now. So no matter what happens to you, no matter how bad things get, those things have always happened. They've always been done. They're irreversible things that that have occurred in your life. 
right? Mm-hmm. So how does building up a base make you more adaptable? Once you have your well, base, you move on to go new things, right? Yeah, you I'm just build on like top of that base. Up here. Um, you build on top of that base, and it also gives you an objective standpoint of where you are with things. Mm-hmm. Right? You can so say, like, okay, well, I have no experience example, with a girl with getting a girlfriend, but that's fine. I've had really I've had friendships before. I've had relationships with like siblings, right? So I know what it means to have a relationship. How does that how does that become romantic? Right? How do, can I adapt mm. to now the situation of getting a girlfriend? What does that entail? What does that mean? Right? Yeah, Having that base is basically the starting point for all things. And it's also the point you fall back on when you fail. That's why it's so important. Because in, in adaptability, you're not going to succeed every time something gets thrown your way. It's not going to be exactly as you want it to be every time something gets thrown your way, right? So you need something to fall back on. And that's what this whole base is. That's why having friends is good because they're part of that base. Good friends are part of that base. You see, I have good friends I can rely on when I'm down, right? Or, or good, good people I can rely on when I'm down. That's a good part of a base. Another part of your base is oh, I'm a very intelligent person. So I can think I can think on the fly or I'm smart and I always got good grades in school. That's part of your base, right? That's mm. something you have done and is part of you now. That is like that makes up who you are. Um, another thing that could be part of your base is oh, I have a strong faith, right? I, I really believe in God and I really have a good ba- like basis of faith. So even if I'm questioning things or I'm having trouble with my faith or, or other things that are happening, I still have that base. I still trust mm-hmm. in that faith that I have built, right? That's part of my base now. And, and, and your base just, it doesn't de- denigrate. That's the thing. You can't think of it as if like your, your base goes away. No, no, no. It only gets stronger. It does yeah. never, it never. If decreases. you're intentional, you got to be intentional with this. Like, no, no, things. no, no. But I'm saying like your experiences don't go away. No, no for matter sure. what's happened to your experience, never your experiences, they're with you forever. Whether you've used the skills that have come from these experiences or not, they're there. That base mm. is with you. Those experiences are with you. They don't go away. So call upon them when you need that strength. Call upon that time, that time when your friend really needed you and you and you did something for them. Call upon that time, right? Call upon the time where you were really like struggling on a, on a subject and then you clutch the exam call upon that time, call upon the time where you gain 50 pounds and you really need to lose it. And you end up losing it all. Like call mm. upon times where you've actually been able to adapt in order to help you adapt in the future. Right. Because those are times where you've had adverse things happen and you said, I'm not going to let that dictate what happens to me. And that's part of that resiliency that you build up. That's part of the, life that you want to build up for yourself. That's how that occurs. Now, that's very important to know what you have and have not done because it's it's all about the truth. You cannot be delusional. If you're a type of person who hasn't done much, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's part of your base too. You know what that means if you haven't done much? That means you have more potential. The more things you do, the more limited you actually become because you're really only going to be able to do those things um as you get older i'm saying but like when you're young and you have a very open base you have so much more potential to do the things you want to do right so now building that base and then building upon it that's a big deal yeah and i think for this whole uh idea that intentionality is major key because you have to intentionally go back and look at look at what you've done to have a base and you need to think about those things in the context of what you're going to do in the future and your goals so you look at your base and say this is what i've done and you base your next goal this is what i could do and it could be it could be very i'll just start thinking of examples so something to do with work like you've done um something like i'll just for example for my own job even there's this press that i'm supposed to be fixing and there's these bolts that break off and you gotta drill in and get these old bolts out 
So I've done that in school before in like perfect conditions on a, on a piece that has been made up just to test this with mm-hmm. bolts that are cut off and I've drilled them out. No problem. But now I have to do it in the real job and I have to like crawl into a, like a confined space that's dirty and greasy and I got to drill these things out and it's way harder. But since I have that experience and I move into, it's like moving from the experience, which is your familiar into the unknown into chaos and making that unknown known, right? That's the, uh, the hero's journey or the, the symbology that Jordan Peterson talks about all the time, converting the, the chaos into order, converting your, your base into, or sorry, converting your not yet experienced into base experience that will then grow you as a person. Hopefully that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Like, yeah, like this, the idea of the base is so important. It's like, essentially it's, it's who you are. It's your root of a person, right? It's, it's everything that you are um, and nothing of what you could be. That's all it is. It's just what Mm. you are, what you have been. It's nothing about the future. The future is up to you. That's the point. And you can add the future to your, your existing base, right? That's what you want to be doing through new experiences. You want to create knowns out of unknowns, right? Now, how do you do that effectively is you have to start doing things that you're uncomfortable with. So what does that mean? I've only ever worked out at a gym before. Okay, so now you have the potential to work out at home and see mm-hmm. how that goes, right? You now have the potential to work out at a park and see how that goes or work out at a friend's house, see how that goes, right? You have the potential to change your future and to adjust your gym workouts. And what that also may cause is when you're able to go back to the gym, you're much more grateful for the gym. So you maybe you spend a bit more time there or you focus more on your exercises when you're there, right? So these yeah, things true. are not always a negative, right? They can be future positives. So how do you how do you become your your own best ally? Well, yes, we were we're going to say most people tend to be their own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Because of what they think inside their head becomes truth for them even though it's not based on anything. Right? That's why your base is so important because your base when uh, you come back to it, you can yeah, tell your, your own mind. Your base is reality. Your base is reality. Your mind is bullshit. Right? Mm. So how do you are how do you become able to tolerate the thoughts that are happening inside your head. How do you make your, from being your own worst enemy to your best ally? Well, number one is you have to understand why am I thinking a certain way? Why? Why is this happening? Is it because I'm why? lazy? Is it, I'm, is, am I angry? Am I upset at something? Am I salty? I, am, I, am I afraid? I think, I think fear is a big one for most people. Yes, definitely. Right. You have to ask yourself why. Afraid of who why? you could be. Afraid of afraid of what. A lot of people what, are, or, or, of people or, are yeah. afraid of who they could become. Yeah, because it's not always great. You might not always be this great person. You might not always become this great person. But if you fear trying to become good, well, then you'll become crap. So do not do that. But you have mm. to you have to be able to to see that in yourself. You have to be able to see that in your own thoughts, and to say, hmm, these aren't. These, these, the way I think is, is not bad, but it's not helping me now when it should be right. Like the excuse, I can't work out at, I can't, I can only work out at the gym. That's not real. That's not a real thing. You can work out literally and virtually anywhere in the world. Like, like I'm not even kidding. You could virtually work out anywhere in the world, but because some people say, oh no, I cannot work out at home. They will, they will not work out at home. Yeah. And it's simply a lie. It's not a true statement. It's their thoughts being it's fake. unwilling to change or whatever it is. If they're afraid, they're unwilling to do. They're unwilling to work out at home for whatever reason. So that's what you have to say. Oh, yeah, that's not real. That's not even true. No. Remotely. I can work out at home. Right. Because sometimes your thoughts are very deceiving. They can kind of trick you into being like, 
No, no, no. You, the reason why you can't work out at home is because it's comfy at home. And I like being mm. comfy. I don't want to suffer at home. Ah, okay. So that's the problem. It's not the home. It's you. Right? <laughs> so you have to say, I don't have to be comfortable all the time at home. And then your mind yeah. goes, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And you slowly work <laughs> your way up to say, oh, I can do a couple push-ups at home. Yeah, that's your mind says, okay, that is true actually as well. Yeah, that's true. And you can say, actually, I can do squats, push-ups, and sit-ups at home. Yeah, that's that. Oh, that's true as well. well I can do uh, pull-ups on this pull-up bar at home. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah, that's true. And then by the end of January, you now can work out anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, and, a big part of that is actually to. actually doing it and proving to the brain. Like, so first you tell yourself, "Yeah, I'm 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 someone who can do push-ups at home," and then you go and you do a set of push-ups. And then that reinforces it. It's like a vote in your mind. You, you say, I'm going to be this type of person. And then you do it and you've you've casted a vote for you to be that person in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And then you actually become that person by first telling yourself and then actually doing it afterwards. Yeah. So you actually honestly have to coddle your own mind in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You have you to have negotiate. To think- yes. You have to negotiate. You have to think of yourself as a different person almost. Think of yourself as like a child. When you want some a kid to do something, you have to give them. You usually have to give them a reward for doing the thing. That's like one of the most effective ways. Say, Johnny, after you do your homework, you can go play video games. That sounds pretty good to me. It sounds pretty fair. So say that's your own mind. After you, after you do a nice workout, you can have a beer. Mm. Okay, that's not horrible. Eventually, you want to wean yourself off that, but. Like it's a good a good way to start. Yeah. Right. You worked well, at a home for the first is time. A good idea. You worked at a home for the first time ever. Or, or, or beer might not be the best one because that's that's probably alcohol. Probably that's not a good idea as a reward. But let's say you can have a little cheat snack. You can have a little mm-hmm. scoop of ice cream. Okay, that's not the that's not the worst award I would say. That's that's a bit better than alcohol I would say. So you can do that. Right, or you have a nice. Oh, what you do is say, oh, "I'm going to take a nice, warm, nice hot shower." Because I usually take mm. cold showers. So if I if I say, "Oh, you know what? I worked out good. I did a really good workout today. I'm going to take a nice, warm shower to reward myself." Mm. And you go, "Oh, yeah, that's great." Right, and then and then eventually your body will say, "Well, I don't need the warm shower. I just enjoyed working out. I got the endorphins. I enjoyed it. I don't need yeah. a reward for it." And hopefully that's what eventually happens to your brain. Right. Eventually, you build the habit of you have to work before you can play, right? And you can do the same thing. You say, "Okay, I'm done work now." Let's say you work from home or whatever you work. You say, "I'm done work now. I'm going to go home. I'm going to work out, shower, and then I'll play video games, or then I'll watch my favorite TV show." Right. Mm. And that's how you create these healthy, simple habits. Yeah, I find working it in with stuff is good. Like, if there's something you're already doing, like uh, reading a book, it's like I'm going to do. Read two pages and then do ten push-ups. Then two more pages, then do ten push-ups, and then yeah, you do get, integrated workouts. Yeah, you build that up, and it, breaking it up like that also keeps it interesting, both the book and the workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. And the, or like you if get you watch blood, TikTok, blood flowing. Yeah, you could we'll do it with TikTok too. I go, recommend okay, I'm gonna a watch book. this TikTok. I recommend a book too, but like I'm gonna watch this TikTok <laughs> and then I'll do a push-up. I'll do a squat. I'll do squats yeah. after this TikTok, and then and it's kind like, of do like a, a fifteen-minute superset, and then there you go. There's a nice workout for the day. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something you're doing out. anyways. Yeah. If you were doing that anyways and you weren't working out, now you've done that and worked out. So you feel even better. It's yeah. And eventually, maybe you'll get to the point where you're like, I'm putting my phone away. I'm just going to work out instead. Yeah, I'm going to put some music on. Just work out. That's all. A focused workout, right? But start mm-hmm. uh, slow, man. That's a that's a thing. I think everyone gets this wrong. Is they want to jump into things like you can't do it. Your hum, the human brain isn't wired to do that. So why are you trying it? Why are you fighting? Stop. That's like that's being your own worst enemy. Oh, I'm gonna jump into this because I'm so disciplined and amazing. That's not how this works. It's a slow build. Yeah. It's very difficult to just jump into things. The average person it's, is a slow build. It's better to a do thing. a short like workout 
is if you're doing it every day, like say you can only do 10 pushups a day. If you are able to do that instead of once a week, it's better to do it daily. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. better to do something smaller daily because you'll build up the habit, which is the whole point of this episode. You want to build up the habit. Even if you're doing stuff that's maybe not even going to be helpful. Like if you're a total novice and everything, everything will be helpful. But the main idea is build the habit because in the future you'll just get improved tenfold because you consistency is the main thing. So building the habit, if the first thing you do is build the habit, you'll remain consistent and you'll be better and better. It'll compound. It'll be better exponentially. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and now, okay. So now let's relate this back to adaptability. Well, who is there for you as a human being 24 seven and 365? The answer is not no one. It's you. You're yeah. always with yourself, essentially. You're never leaving yourself, ever. You're always with yourself. So how the hell are you going to live with yourself if you're not willing to understand yourself and treat yourself like a normal person? Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can get really down on themselves. And they can't adapt quickly because of this. They, because they totally shit on themselves. Instead of doing that, how would you say... Oh no, okay. I can actually learn from this situation. Me, I can learn from it. Mm. So I will learn from it. And that's that. And that's it. Rather than having all these negative, negative and, and unuseful thoughts, you just say, oh, I'm actually, I can learn from this now. I can use this now. Because I trust myself to use this now. I trust myself that I actually deserve to, to use this now. And to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, and that's you how gotta... you become your best your best ally. When you understand that only you're there for yourself. There's, poli- there's people you can rely on. And keep you around. But their roles are limited to what you can do for yourself. Right? Now obviously you're going to want a wife. Because you can't have your own children. You're going to want. Uh, you're going to want family. Because you can't spend all all your time alone and you want people that you can rely on that you enjoy but at the end of the day you got to make your own money right uh and that's Mm -hmm. your problem so you got to understand that that's a limitation for other people you got to make your own money you got to provide for yourself you have to make sure your family's organized you have to be the one exercising for yourself yeah you may have to cook your own meals right so there's things that you need to do for yourself and and to to start slow with right and just let yourself kind of lean into them but that's what builds up your adaptability is your ability to rely on yourself and and maintain resilience in any situation like let's say you get fired from your job okay well you've looked for jobs before um you know what it entails you'll just do it again that's all Mm -hmm. the first time you look for a job is probably the worst time and then the second worst time is probably if you've never if you got fired from a job you've been working for like 20 years which I, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming not many people listening will relate to that, but it's very difficult because you are you're basically out of the game. You're out of the 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 resume game, you've, right? You you've forgotten really what you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of sat into a position and got good at it, which is fine. It's normal to have a long career, but now that might be completely different, especially for our young Gen Zers or young millennials here. They may have multiple career changes, so they're going to have to get used to the interview process. But the more you mm-hmm. do it, the better you're going to get at it. And yeah, interviews behavior. are actually I think that you can get really good at it with practice. Especially because yeah, it's absolutely. it's free to go to a job interview. People don't realize that. You can go practice, even if it's a job you don't want, or you can just go to the interview, take the interview, no pressure. If you know you're not you don't need the job, it would be a good good thing to do to to build up that skill and then you always have it. Right. Exactly. It's part of your base going to inter- job interviews. Yeah, right. And it's all confidence exactly. too. Like the, the base. What you're talking, you about, talking here, about that base. Building the base, being based is all about having confidence. <laughs> yeah, create and, and this is like the, the idea of a base is like this it's creating a setting within yourself that you can say, I am prepared mm. for essentially anything to come at me because my base is so wide. It. Right. I'm now prepared to adapt to any potential scenario. 
because I've experienced enough in it. I've experienced enough unknowns now. Mm-hmm. To yeah, say, that's oh, what... I can I can handle this experience. I can more than handle this experience. And this is where we're going to get into something which I've actually just recently heard about. But the idea that you could benefit essentially from every single adverse experience that you've ever had. Yeah, so it's called anti-fragility. And I first read about this in a <clears throat> Art of Manliness article, which we will link. Um and basically, what they talk about, there's three modes of being. Um, fragility, being fragile. So this is the type of person that suffers whenever there's hardship that they encounter. They, uh, they make mistakes and it always makes that they don't learn from the mistakes. It makes them weaker every time they make a mistake. The second mode of being is the resilient person. Um, they can handle hardship. They can tolerate it, but they stay the same. They, they just weather the storm, but they don't move. Right. The third mode of being is the anti-fragile person. Um, this person grows stronger whenever they encounter volatility. If, if there's hardship in their life, they intentionally look at it how they can get better because of the hardship. How can they change themselves as a result of external factors and then become better so that next time they might face that same scenario and they it won't even be a hardship to them. It won't even matter because they've improved their capacity to, to be more resilient, basically. And the, the myth for that is it's like the Hydra. You cut off one head, it grows back two, twice as strong. Oh, dude, you're, you cut out, I think. Sorry, yeah, you become the Hydra. Yeah. You become the Hydra. Rather than fighting it, you become it. Not in a bad way, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to think of myself as fighting Hydra. But yeah, this in this specific example, becoming the Hydra, becoming twice as strong every time something happens to you, that's a good idea. Yeah, and so how do you, how do you become anti fragile? So now this is the this is beyond resilience. This is beyond like uh, the ability to handle hardship. Now that's where that's where the base comes in, right? Because if you're fragile, you mm -hmm. don't have a base. You do not have a base. Once you build a base, no. you can start to build resiliency, and resiliency actually becomes part of your base. And then beyond that is anti-fragility now, right? The ability to do not to build onto your base from things that would seek to tear it down mm. from things like chaos that would seek to make your base worthless, to make all of your experiences seem like they, have, they mean nothing. They don't. They yeah. are what made oh. you who you were today. And in order to keep that base strong and build it up, you have to continually learn from your adverse experiences and your positive experiences. You got to learn from every scenario that you've essentially been put in. It's yeah, a, say you're building up your base learning. with with positive experiences, like getting jobs and getting good grades in school. But then you have a negative experience. Since you, if you have all that base built up, anti fragility is taking that negative experience and just flipping it. You invert invert negative things, and now you've gotten improve you've improved yourself with the negative experience so maybe you lost your job but you turn it around it's in you look back into your history you can look back at that and say well that improved me just as much as getting a job it's like oh your your girlfriend broke up with you well that improved me just as much as when i was with her because i i flipped it and i you turned that into motivation mm -hmm. and then maybe Find i started working girlfriend. out more yeah, you get a better girlfriend. There's always a better <laughs> girlfriend out there. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. That's actually... <laughs> I mean... I mean... I'm not going to say no. Kind of wrong. But if you have a girlfriend and she's listening to this episode, no comment. No comment. There's no better girlfriend. There's uh... no better girlfriend. But if you're single... Or you just got broken up with? There is yeah. A what I mean is, if you just got broken up with, there's a better one. 
for you. You're in a quantum because... state of flux. When you have a girlfriend, there is no better girlfriend. When you do not have a girlfriend, there is definitely a better girlfriend. Excellent so way that. Playing. We're in the quantum <laughs> quantum girlfriend flux. <laughs> Sorry, I just I thought, I thought all these guys, up, man. <laughs> all these guys are like, oh, I'm gonna dump my girlfriend because <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy in this podcast just said uh, there's a better girl out there for me. Yeah, no, that may not be true. So just just relax, okay, big guy. Yeah, relax. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, the same goes for girls too. There's probably a better boyfriend. Like some guys are just abysmal. Like we don't mm. make this podcast for guys Absolutely who, are, true. who are losers. We make this podcast for guys who are winners. So if you're a girl, if you're true. a girl and listening to this episode and you have guys that are unwilling to do anything and change in their life, just break up with them. They suck. I'm Please. sorry to say. I don't want to shit you're on actually, my own kings. It's the best thing kings. you can do for them. If they're not no. willing to be kings, I'm not going to call them a king, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not – that's not Yo. fair. That's false advertising. And brings and brings our our good nature down, right? Mm-hmm. It brings our value down because like these stupid idiots basically claim to be, oh, I'm a real man, and it's like you cheated on your girlfriend. You're not a real man, dude. You, you can't mm. even stay loyal to one person, right? Like you're not. That's not. Uh, that's easy. It's easy to cheat on your girlfriend. It doesn't make you a good person, dude. So, no, no, no. no you're a piece of shit. I don't care. So you true. can change. So true. Right now, not cool, man. Not good. Being loyal is hard. That's the reality yeah. of the situation. If you can be loyal right now, it's hard. You're you're a real king, man, because it's hard. Mm. No one's gonna lie. No one's gonna lie, and, and I'm not gonna twist your word about it. No one ever said it'd be easier. It's easier when you have a good girlfriend. Yes, absolutely. Obviously. It's easier <laughs> when you love your girlfriend or you love your wife. But if it's so, it's if it's so easier. hard. Then why are you with her in the first place? Exactly. Right? Like why? Yeah. Right. And you're and you're unwilling to, and they're unwilling to fix it if it's hard, or you're unwilling to fix it, and that's one of those situations where you have to say, okay, maybe it is time for me to break up if it's just mm-hmm. too difficult, and they're unwilling to change, and you're or you're unwilling to change. You have to say, I, you know what, I there's some things I can't tolerate, and I'm not going to be able to change for. So, for the greater good of my sanity mm-hmm. and their and their sanity, right? Because you have to think like about your future and the other person's future too, to be like, okay, I, I don't need this right now. It's done. It's over. And that's, it can be hard. It can be hard, especially when you're like dependent on someone. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Yeah. You got to have a lot of courage, I think. Because um, you're tearing you're down your whole identity. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's part of your base, right? Like, I think relationships are such a thing that like people don't realize mm-hmm. how much they really impact your life. But that's part of your base. Yeah. Right? So you got to kind yeah. of, accept that you're letting go a piece of that in order to build something better right yeah and this um unfortunately doesn't always work so the human mind does not like change a lot of the time especially when something's really good when something's really good human minds do not like change so you kind of have to be you kind of have to get out of the mindset of change being bad. And this is where the anti-fragility becomes so important. Of when, when the good thing changes, it's hard. When a really good thing changes for like seemingly no reason, it is a very difficult thing to deal with. And yet, you still have to deal with it. It doesn't go away. doesn't mm. matter how difficult it is. It's there. You have to accept that and deal with it as it is. That's where this anti-fragility becomes so important. You have to be hyper adaptable to some things because you're always expecting essentially the unexpected. You're expecting nothing and everything, right? Anything could happen at any time. So you have to say, okay, well, anything can happen at any time, but I like how things are going. And if they change, well, I'm going to see what I can do to maintain them. And if they can't maintain them, well, I'm going to see what I can do to, to reconcile them and make, and make my future situations better. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a still a difficult thing to do, it's but the... that's where your base becomes so important is in those situations where it's like, wow, this, this thing. It's a survivalist sucks. mentality. Yeah, you're exactly. always, you're always um, thinking about ways you can use things. Right? Like a guy lost in the woods, if he's a survivalist, he's just going to look at, oh, well, with this stick, I can, I can make this into anything because I have a knife. I can carve it into a spear. I can make a, a trap, whatever. He, they, they use what they have. Yeah, their and environment, right? They don't the expect way they anything. Think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just before we close off, I'll just give the give some tips here on how you can practical things you can do to actually 
become more anti-fragile. First one, intentionally inject stress into your life. If your life is too calm, you're, you don't have anything going on. Not having enough stress is a problem, just like having too much mm-hmm. stress is a problem. Because um, what's that curve? It's a, a bell it's like curve. A bell curve. Yeah. yeah, you have no stress at all in your life. You're not doing anything. You have no motivation. So you want to have a, a, some optimal point. And if you don't have enough, then you have to intentionally create that stress. That includes like working out is creating stress in the muscles. Mm-hmm. The muscles don't grow unless you created stress. Can't have too much stress. Otherwise, you'll strain it. But mm-hmm. yeah, just find the perfect amount of stress that you can handle that allows you to keep growing and keep yourself motivated. That's important. Second thing, add redundancies to your life. So just like I mentioned with the survivalist, the survivalist goes out in the the woods. He's got 10 different ways to make fire in case A, A, B, C, D fails. He's got, you know, E, plan E. He's always got another plan. He's always got another way to solve the problem, which is how you become anti-fragile because, you know, whatever scenario, if you've already planned for it, especially in your mind, if you've already gone over each each thing in your mind, then you see it, you're not surprised. You're ready for it. Third thing uh, is called the barbell strategy, which is basically about balance. And uh, the best example for that, you've got your job on one side of the, the barbell and you've got your side business on the other. <laughs> one is, is secure and one's dangerous. You got to lift both. You know, if the side business doesn't work out, you've still got the other, you still got your job, which is safe. But if your side business does work out, then, you know, maybe one day you'll be able to quit your job and live a more free lifestyle more financially free lifestyle. So you've you've introduced that redundancy and then but also balanced it on yourself like a barbell. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one example. I, I think another example could be like your work life balance, right? Because like think about it, you work eight hours a day and the rest of the day like you got to go home to your family, you got to have friends, you got to have you know, hobbies that you enjoy, you got to be exercising, right? You got to be eating healthy. It's, it can be quite a lot. So, you Mm -hmm. know, really you got to treat your life as you got to take your life as seriously as you take work, right? As a whole, individual things, you can kind of like, you know, not take them too seriously. So you don't like everything's so serious all the time, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have it to a point where it's like, Oh, I'm comfortable in my life where I don't have to like try as hard to do certain things, right? Like I've uh, created redundancies, right? How do you maintain relationships where you go out on dates? You, you hmm. make sure you spend time with other people, right? Like imagine you went, uh, let's say you're, you're dating or you're married. You go on one date per week. That's 52 dates a year. Let's say you dated for five years. That's like over 250 dates. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of dates. It doesn't seem like much, but you created that redundancy and it may get boring. So you obviously change it up once in a while change up what type of dates that you go on, but you have to put in the work. You have to put in the numbers. But in that sense, once you create that habit, you can, you don't have to take it as seriously. It doesn't seem like work as much anymore. Right. And that's when, when date night rolls around in that part of the week, you can say, okay, we're going to go here because we don't want to try too hard or, or wow, we want to do something different. So we will go here this week. Right. Like all these things have to be considered. And the more seriously you take them early on, the easier they get in the future. Mm-hmm. And I've made that, I, I have made that mistake in my relationships or in saying, oh, it's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. No, no, no it's very serious. It's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Romance has to be maintained the whole time for a relationship. It's, it's a vital part yeah. of a relationship is, is romance. You and, have to be intentional. Your, your, right? your lady's going to love you. She's going to love you for it. And if she doesn't, she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. And that's that. If they don't care that you're trying to put in effort every week, they suck. <laughs> Trust me, figure that out early on because yeah. you may not have as much money. What it ends up being is about effort. If you're putting an effort, if you're trying, they notice that. If you're not, they don't. And if they don't care either way, they suck. They really True. do. So 
figure that. We got to do the women episode at some point. That's a, that's two. That's gonna be like a month long. Maybe February. <laughs> maybe February because Valentine's February. Day and stuff. Yeah, and the, that's and the joke. Not a bad idea. Jo- even though Valentine's Day is complete com- consumerist bullshit. Uh, <laughs> might not be a bad. It, it's not a bad idea to focus on love uh, for one. Yeah, month. that's a good idea. We may do that. Well, uh, I know you got to go, man. So we can close up this episode here. Absolutely. I think it was a good one. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs>